Are you struggling in your faith? Are you pretending you're happy but stuck in a spiritual rut? Are you tired of listening to famous pastors and preachers who make it sound so easy? Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Protestant and Catholic voice in America. I talk about the important things that nobody else is talking about, like how to align with God's plan for your life, because I believe this is where 90% of Christians get stuck. And I tackle the negative self-talk that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are brave Protestants and Catholics who share their struggles, their fears, and their daily holy habits that help them win in their spiritual lives. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist and a spiritual coach to Christian business owners and CEOs who are married with children. This show was created for you, the broken Catholic, who's pushing to get your spouse, your kids, and yourself to heaven. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you're just one surrender prayer away. Today, my featured guest is Thomas Wirtz. Uh, Thomas Wirtz met the Lord in college. That encounter changed his life. He is the founder and director of Varsity Catholic, a division of the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, otherwise known as FOCUS, uh, that works with college athletes. He has been involved in the formation of hundreds of men that have served as FOCUS missionaries. Now, Thomas is a graduate of Benedictine College and the Augustine Institute. He was selected as a delegate for the inaugural Sport at the Service of Humanity Conference at the Vatican with the Pope. This guy's rocking. He is the author of Compete Inside, 100 Reflections to Help You Become the Complete Athlete. And his new book, which is going to come up in our conversation, is called Pursuing Freedom, Becoming the Man You Could Be. Becoming the Man You Could Be. So for all my dude listeners out there, my bros, you need to listen up, grab a pen and paper because Thomas is going to drop some wisdom nuggets on you. He's going to drop some truths that you're probably not going to like. And when I say you're not going to like it, I mean your ego's not going to like it. Your pride's not going to like it. And by the way, you are not your pride. You are not your ego. They're separate from you. You are a spiritual being made in the image and likeness of God, and you get to choose and conquer that ego and pride. I'm going off on a rant, Thomas. Watch out. All right. So uh, you can find Thomas at varsitycatholic.org, varsitycatholic.org. Thomas, welcome to Broken Catholic. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Oh, Joseph, great. Yeah, thank you. I've been a missionary since 2001, so it's been a long journey where the Lord every day has something new. He wants me to uh, surrender every day, something to work on. I've uh, been married eight years. We just had our fifth a couple months ago. So that's, that adventure is just ticking away and chiseling at me. So uh, we actually so bought Catholic, the 15. I know. So <laughs> well, even worse, we, we just bought a 15 passenger van. So that's, oh that's a gosh. whole nother level just in case. <laughs> that's like Catholic on steroids. I know. I know. It's great. And, and somehow awesome. it fits in my garage. So I'm, we're grateful. All right. So five kids. Um, how old is your uh, oldest? Seven and a half. Seven and a half years. Okay, so five kids in seven and a half years. Man, yeah, that's very Catholic, bro. Thanks. Very cool. So for all our Protestant listeners out there, hey, take the shots, man. Sure. Crack your jokes. Do it sure. now. Get it out of your system. I'll, Here we I'll go. I'll bring it. Bring it. All right, Thomas. Um, 
take a minute and share something personal about you uh, that very few people in your business life actually know. Wow. I'm a pretty sensitive guy. Um, I don't know for, for all the guys out there once they have kids, but <clears throat> once that first baby came, uh, it's amazing how much the Lord just stretches your heart, but also softens your heart. You know, like the movies, the stories, the news, um, it reaches in and grabs my heart in ways that I could have avoided. I could have ignored. I could have distracted myself before marriage and children. Um, but the, the, and this is great. The Lord needs to keep, keep softening my heart. So I have better compassion, better love, better charity for those in my life. But it's, it's been something I didn't expect something. I don't like, I don't like to talk about. I don't like to express emotions in that way, but it's, man, you might, you catch me out reading a bad story, watching some kind of a, a little clip or a movie and you might see some tears. And that's something that uh, I think is personal because it, it's someone that doesn't like to really express emotion. That's, that's the heart of vulnerability right there for me. Right. And other people can cry at a, you know, the drop of a hat and, and, but for me, that's not the case, but, but having children has changed my life in so many different ways. And I'm grateful that hopefully he continues to soften me and, and sharpen me. So let's go there for a second, because I think you bring up a really powerful thing and it's very much aligned with becoming the man you could be. Yeah right? Which is the subtitle of your book. And that is vulnerability. You just said clearly, admittingly, that you struggle with showing that tender part of your heart as a man, mm-hmm. which is a very thing we're called to do as men. It's yeah. Jesus showed it. He showed the tenderness of his heart. Mm-hmm. So why, what's the secret fear? If you could get real with our listener right now, because you know, right now there are listening right now, there are 10,000 plus of guys just like you, right. That struggle with vulnerability. Then there's another hundred thousand plus or whatever that maybe don't struggle. They're, they're, yeah. they're just tear criers or whatever. I relate to you. I get you. So what are you secretly afraid will happen if you show that tender part of your heart? Uh, you're good at this. It's a good question. I think uh, my situation growing up, I had uh, some voices that were, were important voices in my life that tended to be critical. And so I think that, that kind of shape, shaped me to, to hide, right? And to have that fear of not wanting to to express the vulnerability, not wanting to open up because I didn't want to be criticized. And so it's a defense mechanism is what I think it is in my life. And it's, it's a defense mechanism because you don't want to be, or I don't want to be rejected in that way. Don't want to be ridiculed in that way. Don't want to be not accepted Mm. by showing that. And so I think for me, that's, that's what shaped that. And I think that's the issue. And that comes into play in my marriage, right? Being able to actually be vulnerable with, with my spouse. And it's, so as, a, as a woman, it's much more important for her to have that emotional connection. And I, I just don't like doing that. But I, but I have to do that to, to connect with her because it's important to her and it's important to our relationship. And so I, I don't know if, that, if that's getting at, at your question, but I think that's a big issue for me. And I, I do think lots of men struggle with similar things, whether it's because of someone criticizing them or just because they don't want to be rejected a lot of, I think a lot of men struggle with the fear of failure. Mm-hmm. I think that, that comes into play, that vulnerability that, no, I can, 
I can do it on my own. I can be self-made. I it's, it's me, you know? Mm. So that's, that's how I see it. Mm. That's so good. And yes, you answered the question. Well, there is, I believe a hardening of the heart when we try to protect that tender part of our heart, because that's what a heart is made for. It's made for love. And when we try to control the love that our heart was made for by our creator, there's a hardening, there's a shell, there's scales that are built up and we actually sabotage, don't we? The very thing we're chasing, we sabotage getting it. Are you following with me? What shows up for you in that? I mean, I'm, I'm picturing the, the sacred heart of Jesus and um, as, a, as a Catholic, the relationship with his mother. Um, and there's, there's an image of, of the seven sorrows of, of Mary, which are moments in the life of Jesus that were of great suffering for her as his mother. Mm. And the tears related to that. And I think that, um, that and this is just where your, your comments took me, but seeing her and, and, and desiring for her to help take me closer to the heart of Christ as, as a woman, as a mother, right. Drawing me into that so that my heart can, cannot hide um, in a facade of, of brick and stone or whatever image you want to have it, but can take me closer to his heart. Who would, like you said, it was tender. I mean, the, the greatest love him on the cross, the suffering, the struggle that, that, that was strong heart, but yet tender. And mm. we know that, that, that God encompasses both masculine and feminine characteristics. And so, I think for me, just hoping on our, our lady, my mother, heavenly mother, just to keep drawing me and walking me to her son so that he can, he can make me more of who he wants me to be. Mm. So good. And thank you so much for going there because right now you're my hero. You're going out there into that dangerous deep um, on behalf of our listeners right now, who, by the way, you're not alone. Yeah. We're all struggling with that all of us, bro. And, and you're taking off the mask, at least temporarily right now. So thank you for that. That's yeah. courageous. Thanks. That's what courage looks like. And I believe you said it well, and I'll just piggyback on it, that Jesus's intention for every one of his sons, us mm-hmm. as men, for us to become the men we could be, as you say, is to take us from that place of tough-hearted to tender-hearted. And the world really encourages us to be tough-hearted, but Jesus encourages us to be tender-hearted. What has been the quickest way, fastest way, simplest way? And I get you, you said, hey, I'm still struggling with it. I'm still in it, bro. Yeah, yeah. But where have you seen the most growth from the, that tough-heartedness to the tender-heartedness in your life, in your family, in your vocation? I mean, I think it's being a father, you know, and, and looking, looking at my children and looking at their needs, looking at their, their innocence um, and being present to them in that way. Because all of us can... can can stiff arm whatever it is that's, that we sense is getting us to be vulnerable, that is touching us in those places in our heart that we don't want, we don't want them to touch, right? And we can shove that as soon as we sense it. But as a father, 
you can't do that. You got to let your children in mm. and to just stop and reflect and realize, man, I love my children. Like there, it's just moves me. And to, to try to connect that to God, my father looks at me the same way, even, even more intensely loves me even more than I love my kids. I can't imagine that, but I, I believe it's true. And, you know, I think in, 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 in pursuing freedom in my book that all of the things I talk about, the last one is, is that we're called to love and that is the greatest of virtue. And so, yeah, we have to, we can't be, we can't be jerks. We, we can be, we can be bold. We can be strong. We can stand firm, courageous, those things. Um, but we have to have that, that capacity to love and that tenderness. And so, yeah, I think just looking at my kids and also on, on, that, on that just practical front of recognizing that without that, um, my wife is going to be kept at a distance. And that's not, that's not how you have a good, healthy marriage either. So. Mm, so well said. BC Nation, I'd like to just turn to you for a second and ask you a few provocative questions with your permission, of course. First, let me ask you, are you blocking God right now in your heart because you got hurt when you were younger, because someone broke your trust in the past, because you're afraid the world will, will reject you? In fact, you're afraid God will reject you. If you open up that part of your heart, is it possible that you're blocking God from giving you the very thing that you're searching the world for? And sometimes searching in all the wrong places. Is it possible? I don't know. Just asking. These are questions I've had to sit with. Thomas is sitting in them. It takes courage to sit in these questions. It takes courage to look in the mirror of your soul and see yourself and actually sit with yourself. I think that's the most uh, terrifying place on earth is to sit in a dark room with yourself. This, because you can't hide anything. You have to see what's there. And there's a lot of hurt and pain in you right now, BC Nation. There is. Let's be honest. You're not an exception to the rule. Someone hurt you somewhere. You're still holding on to it. Maybe not consciously, but subconsciously. I call them spiritual bullets. You still have bullets inside of you that God wants to come in and do heart surgery on and remove. And as long as there's these spiritual, emotional, psychological bullets in you, guess what? There's infection. You're dying on the inside and you don't even know it. And you're wondering why you don't feel happy and fulfilled. I don't know. That might be why. So, Thomas, let me thank you for letting me go there. Yeah, it's great questions. Um, these are questions that God wants us to take to him, I believe. Yep. So not just sit with ourselves, but that's essential. We must to really just get real and honest and come up with the questions and then take them to our heavenly father, as you said, and say, God, like father, why did you allow that thing, that terrible, bad, traumatic thing to happen to me when I was innocent 
Why did you allow that? Where were you? Why didn't you save me? And we're so afraid to get real raw and ugly with God in our Mm -hmm. prayers as children. But Thomas, you're a father. Do your kids ever get real raw and ugly with you in their language? Yes. (laughs) Too often sometimes. (laughs) Too often sometimes, right? (laughs) Would you rather that they didn't, but rather bottle it all inside or take it out to the world as the outlet? Not a bit, not a bit. And I, I love what you're saying because there, I mean, there's so much in what you just said, but I remember I was on a plane with, an, with a holy old wise priest by chance, by God's providence. We're talking about prayer. And he's like, you know, when you pray, praying with scriptures is, is I think everyone in every denomination, it's, that's just a go-to. When you're praying with the Lord's word, he wants to do two things in your life. He wants to reveal more of yourself to you. And he also wants to reveal more of himself to you. And so I love what you said, like taking those to the Lord, because he's going to peel back those onion layers. And, and, and there's a lot you. of stank in there. Tons of stank in there. There's stank in there. And that's the, but the good news is too, he's, he's right with you. Um, cl- cleansing that is the divine physician's divine healer. So it's not just like he's exposing you to look at your mess and have despair and be like, man, I suck. He's like, hey, look, let's fix it because I'm right here ready to fix it. And again, making you more of who he wants, wants you to be, which was his original plan before sin just twisted it. And so, yeah, I love it. I mean, sitting with him um, and, and, yeah, being real. I mean, there's times when I it's, – and it's the beautiful times of prayer and you're just like, Lord, what the heck? Don't get it. Uh, but trying to come back to I, I trust you, and that's the hard part. You know, and it's a challenge for all of us to, tr- to try to grow in that trust and to ask him if we're struggling, like, help me to trust you because I'm struggling right now. Thomas, can I share one of the best prayers I've ever said in my life? I would love to. Hear all it. right. And this BC Nation, you can borrow, you can steal it if you like, if it's relevant to your situation. I looked up to God when I was angry. Yeah. I had sat with myself and finally got honest. And I said, God, Father, I, I love you, but I do not trust you. Hmm. I love you, God, but I don't trust you. Yep. You let me down too many times. At least that's how it's occurred to me. And do you know that that honest, potent prayer brought to the, the, the king of the universe. Man, he opened up so much to me because I got honest with him. Yeah. And I gave him that area of my heart that was so hurting where all the years of my life, I just kept blocking and saying, no, God, you can't have that. Don't touch that. It hurts. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Meanwhile, like you said, he's the divine physician. He's like, son, <laughs> I need to touch it in order to heal it. And oh, by the way, my touch is what heals it. But in our human brokenness, we don't get that. If we, we think if you touch it, it gets worse. It hurts right. more, but not with God. So I allowed God that finally. <laughs> it only took, like, I don't know, two, three, four, five decades or whatever. <laughs> I'm not that old. <laughs> 
But man, it opened up everything. Yep. And that's where it began. So BC Nation, I encourage you. I invite you. I challenge you. Get real with your heavenly father. Enough is enough. What do you have, like 22,000 something days in a human life? I don't know. That's all we get. It's not a lot. And by the way, BC Nation, you have less than that because you're alive. That's right. <laughs> if not now, it. when? Thomas, my, uh, my, what's showing sorry, up? Sorry. No, my, uh, my kids do the same thing. They, they hurt themselves. I'm like, can I see it? And they fight. No, you don't. You, they don't trust me. Exactly your prayer. I love it. Um, it's profound. And I, think, and I think this is a theme that, that resonates in you based off our conversations prior, the idea of surrender. And I think that's, that was such a, a, a big topic in my mind as I look in my life, as I look at other men, our unwillingness to surrender that it's one of the chapters that I, I mentioned and, and just so hard for us to be like, ah, I don't like your prayer. I mean, it's perfect. It's just like, I don't trust you. I'm honest with you. I don't understand but our temptation is to, to try to grab, grab control and we become control freaks in our life and our work and our relationships. And it's so devastating, but what a great challenge for, for all of us men to be like, okay, how can I surrender? Not like quit, not give up, but surrender my will, my, my desires to God, the father, as Jesus taught us to pray our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy will be done. Yes. And I think that's why I think your prayer is, it, it takes us that direction and it's important. And by the way, BC Nation, I take no credit for that prayer. The Holy Spirit allowed that, those words on my heart because I was at a breaking point and I was asking for help, right? Now, Thomas, you brought up something that is, is gold. And I'm guessing it probably lines your book. It, it, it's, the, it's the very line through all your chapters, this concept of surrender. And I've been able to articulate in such a way that a lot of my clients and, and guys just get. And that is, here's why we struggle with surrendering to God. Because we, we look at surrendering to God in the wrong context. We think of surrendering to God as a physical surrender or worldly surrender, which looks like white flag goes up. I yeah. quit. I give up. The enemy just conquered my ass, right? Excuse the term, <laughs> right? They just conquered me. I lost. Therefore, I am a loser. Yep. Totally. That's the world's definition of surrender. But we're actually talking about spiritual surrender, not physical surrender. And BC Nation, if you walk away with nothing more than that, get that <laughs> distinction God wants spiritual surrender. It's the surrendering of ego, self. It's dying, the dying of ego, self, pride, all these things, right? So it's not, you're not dying, but your resistance to God's love is being put to death. What, Thomas, then, build upon that, buddy. Well, I think it's, and it goes, yeah, I 100% agree. In Genesis 2.15, God, God has created Adam, and he's brought him in and he showed him the garden of Eden paradise. And then he, he commands him to till and keep the garden. <clears throat> and I think maybe part of our struggle addition, additions, additionally to what you said, um, our inability to surrender, our desire not to surrender is, is a failure to really fully understand our, 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 our calling, our, our duty as men. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like I, 
I know I got to make money. I know I got to provide for my family. I got to buy the next car. I got to compete with my neighbor, all these temptations. What does it really mean to surrender? I think it's in, in Genesis 2.15 when he says till and keep, the word keep in Hebrew is shamar. And I, I love the translation of shamar, not as keep, it works, but as to guard and protect. Because I think that speaks to us as men that he commanded Adam, the first man, and all of us men to guard and to protect. And to, to guard and protect truth, goodness, and beauty, the gospel message, to protect love and truth We've got to surrender to the Lord because it's his plan. Lord, how do you want me to live that out? Because that's what I have to understand. And that's what I have to trust you in. Because I get, okay, I need to live this, this Shamar. I need to guard and protect what is true and what is beautiful and what is good. And, and allow all of us to love because that's what Jesus said. Jesus said, I came that, to bear witness to truth. And he calls us to love God above all things and our neighbors ourself. So truth and love are important, fundamental to the mission of Jesus Christ. And we as men need to guard and protect that. So understanding our mission, at least part of our mission, I think helps then in understanding and allowing us to, to sit back and be, okay, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Now, Lord, help me to figure out and surrender to your will. So I'm not forcing my way down the wrong path. I don't know if that helps at all or if that was a complete tangent, but I love the I, idea of Shamar. I like it and I'm going to uh, contribute to what you just yeah, created great. there in the conversation. <laughs> and listen, I could be wrong about this. I don't have it all figured out. I struggle with the same things that we're talking about, right? Yeah. I'm a man, I'm human, right. I'm broken as well. Hence the name of the show. So what if? The enemy took that good truth that God gave man, guard and protect. And the enemy twisted and he said, yes, guard and protect, but also guard and protect your hearts from God because you can't trust him. He's not a good father. Remember the original lie? You can be like God's. He's holding something back. He's not telling you everything. So I think as men, we've taken this a little too far. And we actually guard and protect our hearts from others, from our spouse, from our wives. We guard and protect our hearts from our children. We don't get real and honest about our own struggles as we're watching them struggle with the same porn that we're struggling with. What kind of hypocrisy is that? And we don't say, son, your dad struggles with that too. Here's what I do to, to help me or, right? We don't open up. We just go, oh, son, that sucks. You know, maybe I can help or whatever. But we don't actually pull down the curtains and, yeah. and let your son see that your son's normal. And he's struggling just like you, right? And, and we, we guard and protect our heart from God. From, and we guard and protect the wounds and the hurts of the past and the bullets. And we don't give it to him. And the enemy has taken this good thing and twisted it, distorted it. I don't know. Is there something there? Am I totally oh my off base gosh, here, that's a tremendous insight. That's exactly, I mean, back to what you said in Genesis 3, John Paul II mentioned in that sin with the serpent that Adam and Eve let trust in their creator die in their heart. So that has been at the core since day one. And the, po I love the poison entered in. Yeah, exactly. But I, and then I love taking the garden protecting to that extreme that we guard and protect that which we should not be guarding and protecting to that extreme anyways. Not that we vomit our, everything about everything in our life to every single person, but, but to the right people. In our, and 
I think the, the example you use about the porn, like when we don't, when we're in my, you know, my oldest son is only five, but I'll get to that point where I have to have those conversations and I can be vulnerable with him about the struggles I've had. And if we don't, I think that perpetuates the guarding and protecting, right? Because it's like, son, sorry that you are struggling with that, man, let me help you. But it's, it's, um, it's putting him in that box where he's going to have that temptation to start guarding and protecting rather than uh, what you said, I think is so profound and beautiful that, Hey, I've struggled with this too. Let me walk with you. That gives him the freedom to not put those walls up. Mm. Where two or more gathered in God's name. There he is, meaning his power, his strength, his healing enters in both father and son in that addiction. That's right. And we miss out that, on that opportunity, and that's what the enemy wants. So, man, brilliant conversation. Thomas, before we go into my favorite part of the show, what in your book do you really want to bring into this conversation that we haven't got to yet? Uh, well, I think that um, all of us have unique, unique challenges as men. And so with the book, I think what I was, what I was hoping to uncover was that concept of shamar. And the whole idea of freedom is, I think, what ultimately is the most important. If we're called to guard and protect, we can't do that if we're not free. And we have to explore what in our life, not, not just sin, but misunderstanding, right? The very first chapter talks about the reality there's a spiritual dimension that, that the devil and his demons want to pull us away from the vine, want to pull us away from our Lord. We have to understand there's a spiritual fight going on, right? So freedom, I think, to enter into our calling is so important. And so let's as men strive to run after, where are we not free to surrender, to give our life to the Lord, to pursue him, to live our mission, to shamar, to guard and protect what's true in love. Mm. So good. So good. So here's a question, BC Nation, that may get you right to that thing in your life that Thomas just poked at. And you said, ouch, stop it. (laughs) Question is, what is the thing in your life right now that you're addicted to? What is the thing in your life right now that you're trying to control? What is the thing in your life right now that you will not give to God because you don't trust him? Is it your finances? Is it your addiction? Is it your relationship? What is it? That's the thing. Ding, 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 ding. That's the thing. Bring it to God. Today, as you're listening to this show, you can stop right here and stop listening to us and go to God. Or finish out the show, hit your knees, and say, Father, and I'm going to teach you a surrender prayer real quickly. Father, I surrender to you. Blank. Fill in the blank. The blank is that thing. Father, I surrender to you. Blank. What is it? And then say, I give you permission to remove it from me. And then if you're a courageous man, you can add this. And use force if necessary. I give you permission to remove it from me and use force if necessary. And then end in the most powerful name in the universe, in the name of Jesus. That surrender prayer can apply to anything in your life. I teach this with all my clients. Miracles happen after that surrender prayer. 
You got to mean it. And then you got to expect God will answer it. And if you do that, God will take any area of your life that is out of control, that you can't fix. You've been trying for decades now. How's it going? Get real. You can give anything in your life to God that's not working and he will create instant workability in it. Instant healing. That's what he's waiting for. For you to come to your, your heavenly dad and say, dad, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm hurting. Here, take it. You fix it. I'm tired of playing God in my own life. Y-O-U, your own universe. Y-O-U, your own universe. We're all playing the game. It's not working. Thomas, you're a brilliant man. You're a brilliant author. Um, the Thomas Wurtz we're speaking with, you can find him at varsitycatholic.org, varsitycatholic.org. Uh, his new book, Go Pick Up, uh, is called Pursuing Freedom, Becoming the Man You Could Be. Becoming the Man You Could Be. Thomas, should wives pick up this book? You know, I've been on interviews with, with women that have been leading the interviews, and their opinion is yes. I mean, it's written for a man from a man. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, I don't want to say don't pick it up. Just it, they understand that it's for, it's for a man. So it could be very helpful as they're, as they're working with teenage sons or even as a gift to their husband. But uh, I think it could give them insight into the man's heart a little bit. Should a wife buy your book and then hand it to your husband and say these words, honey, read this. You need it. hundred percent. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> yeah. percent. Oh, that'd be tough. The ego and pride would be like. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so we're speaking with Thomas Wirtz. Uh Thomas, we're about to get into my favorite part of the show. Yeah. But before we do, uh, one last thing, BC Nation. If you're struggling with any of these areas of your life that we brought up in this conversation, and there was any part of this conversation that you were get, feeling irritated by. That means you're struggling with that because truth irritates. Truth causes friction. And oh, by the way, that's a good thing. Friction causes growth. So if you want growth in that area or you want freedom in that area, then what I offer, what I provide is relationship coaching, but not just any, not the, not the romantic fan, you know, like intimacy, all that dating stuff. No, there's plenty of people out there. You want them, go get them. Okay. I do something very specialized. I do family relationship coaching for broken family relationships. So you got a broken relationship with your parents. It's been going on for 20, 30 years. There's unforgiveness there. You got broken relationships with your spouse. You got broken relationships with your kids, maybe. Maybe you've been the distant dad, not present. And now they grew up bitter. Or maybe you were the overbearing dad. Same result. They grew up bitter. If you got any of that going on, gals too, and you want freedom in that, that's what I offer. I offer you freedom in 90 days. So go ahead and schedule a warm-up call with me. I'm going to give you one free coaching session. It's like a free sample at Costco. You get to try it before you buy it. All right? And we'll see if we're a good fit. And if we're not, God bless you. You'll get some awesome insights out of it. And uh, if we decide to work together, you're going to get freedom out of it. 
And I'm going to show you how to surrender all the, spiritually surrender all those areas of your life to your heavenly father and get the deepest relationship with God that you haven't experienced yet. Because I'm telling you, he's got so much more deeper for you. And if you want that, you can have it. All right. So go to josephwarren.net to get that. josephwarren.net. Schedule that call now. Do that now. Stop thinking. If you're feeling irritated, you're feeling inspired, whatever, take the action now before your brain jumps back in and tells you all the reasons why you can figure it out and fix yourself because you're working on it. That's right. All right. So Thomas, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the confession round. I'm going okay. to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll okay. have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir? Yes. <laughs> your eyes got so big. Like, oh, what am I in for? <laughs> what is your favorite thing about God? Uh, his fatherhood. What is your least favorite thing about God? Uh, his justice. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> he carries a big bat. Um, what are you most afraid of? Vulnerability. Yeah, got that. I believe we're all struggling with uh, something at any given moment of our life. We spoke a lot about that on the show today. Um, what are you currently struggling with either professionally or personally? Uh, trust. Trust. Just in like people and God in general. What? Mm, trust. Uh, so we... We raise our salaries. And so I think trust in the finance piece, especially having a fifth mm. child now. So trust that God will provide. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. God's providence. That's a big trust one, <laughs> especially for men. Us little control freaks. We got to go provide for ourselves. What did you spend way too much time doing in your 20s? I'm probably looking at porn. Got it. Thanks for that yeah. honesty. Yeah. What secret fear do you have about people? They'll reject me. Yeah. I hear that. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God? Uh, his goodness. Yeah, he's good. God is great. What is a new habit you want to create in your life? Less social media. <laughs> yeah, I think that the quickest way <laughs> to get depressed, BC Nation, is to be looking at social media right now in these times. Uh, yes. Instant depression. It's, it's guaranteed. Right. Right. What is a bad habit you want to break? fighting with people on social media. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's that. Yeah, I got that. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Son of God. Awesome. Pick three words to describe who you were before you surrendered these areas of your heart to God. Um, broken man. Still broken. Um, bitter man. Got it. Broken and bitter man. And last question, Thomas, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye, your kids, and give them only one piece of advice about everything, all of it, life, eternity, happiness, joy, peace, all of it. What would you say to them? My favorite line of John Paul II, that Jesus Christ is the answer to the question of human life. Jesus Christ is the answer to the question of human life. Awesome. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship that's based on completely surrendering their life and heart to God versus not? I'll just underscore some of the stuff you said that, um, 
the consist consistency of spending time with the Lord and being real with him in that time. Awesome. And what's the best way for BC nation to get in touch with you? If they so choose to go get your book, you maybe have a free offer and what do you got? Um, do I, do I, do I get my email? Is that a bad idea? Uh, people have done it before on the show. That's your choice. If you want, I mean, if you want to reach out thomas.wurtz, which is W U R T Z at focus.org, you can go to osvcatholicbookstore.com or amazon.com for pursuing freedom. Awesome. Can they pick it up on varsitycatholic.org? Uh, my other book, they can, the older book, Compete Inside, since that's the athlete specific one. Awesome. But not pursuing freedom. All right, BC Nation, I'm going to put the links in the show notes. So uh, go ahead and grab Thomas's book if uh, the Holy Spirit punched you in the heart today. That's right. <laughs> All right, Thomas, thank you for being on Broken what a Catholic, pleasure. bro. Dude, you're you awesome, awesome, man. Dude. This is great. All Love right. It. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, sir. Amen. Likewise. BC Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business. If you want the business side of that conversation, I have another podcast called First 100K, where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, because that's where I believe 90% of you are stuck and you can't break through. Go to first100k.com to find out how. I'm Joseph Warren. You were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day and I'll see you right back here next week.